Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode of the Bolts Broadcast, it's time to vote for your favorite Bolts legends. Stay tuned. Season 4, episode 33 of the Bolts Broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crawshaw with you today. Chase, how are you on this Sunday afternoon? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, doing great. Had Chick-fil-A on a Sunday. Love that. You know, when you pick Left it up. Leftover. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was going to explain that, but you know, you are so. I, I don't want you gaslighting people. Oh, you can get it on Sundays if you go to the Falcon Stadium. But no, it's it's still closed on Sundays. They only open it up when they do Thursday night football or have like soccer games and stuff. Nope. Yep, unless that changed like very recently. Yep. How recently? I don't know. I just know people right. were getting it. So all right, let's see. Yeah, go ahead, go check. What is it? Is it Mercedes Benz Stadium? There it is. Yeah. Um, but anyways, my Sunday has been fantastic up to this point. I am so looking forward to the Bengals game. We are recording at 144 just before the Bengals game. And then after that, you got the 49ers Cowboys game, NFL playoffs looking absolutely fantastic up to this point. Little bum that the Jags couldn't take out the Chiefs, especially with an injured Patrick Mahomes. But that's okay. The Bills are the Bengals. Whoever it's going to be, I'm rooting for them to go all the way. We'll see how it goes. We definitely will see. I mean, if it ends up being Niners Bengals, it'll be a payday for Chase. So that's kind of what I'm rooting for here. But if, I mean, whoever wins from this from this game, yeah, then they'll have a sport. And and Niners Bengals was my preseason prediction as well. Um, we don't need to go back and look at all of those because I might have had like Russell Wilson as an MVP or something. I don't, I don't, I don't really know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's tough. We don't need to talk about that. But. No, no. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, gonna by be the way, by the way, by the way, um, you know, as recent as 2019, I'm not finding anything newer since then at the moment, but Chick-fil-A and Atlanta football stadium will not make an exception for when they hosted the Super Bowl back in 2019. So they still weren't operating on Sundays in 2019. So I can't believe what you're saying. Well, believe it. I don't. Well, do it anyways. So but on today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, going to be talking about uh, the Lightning Hall of Fame. Do a little game review, game preview after commercial break. Talk about why Chase is so triggered by the Vancouver Canucks. Talk about the Buffalo Sabres retiring an absolute legend. 
and then also talk about the all-star jerseys. It's going to be a, a good show, probably a little bit quicker of a show. We got Bengals to watch. I listened to Live It Up this morning, Chase. You know, that's my song when it comes to Bengals playoffs. So I had to get going. Yes, it, I know I know that it is. And I do want to go back and, on what you said, saying that I'm triggered by the Vancouver Canucks. There's not a single person on the Twitter sphere, at least, that isn't upset with what Vancouver is doing because it's embarrassing, by the way. I mean, we'll talk about it when we get there. The way we they're will. doing it, sure, but also, like, I kind of understand the changes. So we'll get to that eventually after the commercial break. But, Chase, let's first talk about the 12 nominees selected for the first Tampa Hall of Fame. Yeah, so this this will be kind of a, a cool thing. Um, you know, recently the, the Lightning announced their 12 nominees for this inaugural Hall of Fame, as you mentioned. Uh, we'll kind of list off the names. Dave Anderchuk, Brian Bradley, Terry Crisp, Phil Esposito, Jay Feaster, Ruslan Fedotenko, Pavel Kubina, Frederick Modine, Henrik Paul, Ricky Peckham, um, Brad Richards, and Rob Zimmer. So um, it's a you know it's it's a it's a solid list. There's you know there's a few names that I I think I would lean that are going to get over over the others. But keep in mind, fans, that you guys do you guys do have a vote. Um, if if you go to the new Tampa Lightning app, uh, starting Monday through Friday this upcoming week, you will have the option to vote on on who you think should get in. And it'll be at least one, potentially more, that can get in. It's based on the number of votes. I don't know what the number is exactly, but it'll be at least one person getting in with a potential for more. So make sure to go vote for your favorite Tampa Bay Lightning uh, historical figures. I, I, If I had to guess, I got to imagine Phil Esposito's kind of a lot to get in um, because like, he's the whole reason that this franchise is a thing. And then from there, you know, it, it could could go a number of ways, but I, I would say that he's a guarantee. Yeah, I'm excited to get down, get ready to vote. And I got to say, I love it when teams do these type of things, whether it be Hall of Fame, retiring jerseys, uh, rings of honor, whatever it may be. I love it when they recognize former players because the teams nowadays, the how big the fan bases are, they wouldn't be there today if it wasn't for former players that led the way. So really excited to see this first Hall of Fame class from the Bolts and... Uh, excited that we get a vote in it too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, Chase, our trip to Alberta didn't really go as planned as we take back to back losses to Edmonton and Calgary. Now, when we came to Edmonton, we said, all we got to do is stop McDavid and Drysidle. Now they did perform, but they also got some help from the likes of Zach Hyman, Ryan McLeod and some others. Yeah, no, they, they certainly did. But keep in mind that Zach Hyman, you know, he is on the ice with Conor McDavid and Leandro Saddle pretty much 24-7. So he, he kind of gets the help from them. You know, the, the only one that got an assist on his goal today, though, was, was Dry Saddle. But it kind of kind of takes a little bit of, of the load off of him and you kind of focus on him a little less. But nonetheless, yeah, they, they played well. Um, just kind of kind of their game that they kind of deserve to win. Um, you know, it's it's really crazy what Conor McDavid's been doing this year. Goal and assists in this game, um, still just tearing it up this year. 40 goals, 48 assists, 88 points, 48 games, on pace for over 150 points, on pace for over 70 goals. I mean, he's just he's just doing these incredible things, and yet again, he was showing off his you know amazing skill set in this game. It's 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 hard to stop a guy like that, and you know he really changes the whole outcome of the game. Yeah, I mean, the guy is insanely dominant. 
And we saw what Connor Bedard did in the World Juniors. And I know a lot of people have mentioned that Connor Bedard could be up to that caliber of Connor McDavid. And I'm just thinking, if that's the case, where we can have two players out there in the NHL that any given night they can just be like, yeah, I'm going to score four. And then they'll actually go and do that. Like, what a world we're going to be living in. Like, hockey level in continues to increase. And to get more of that would be just asinine. Yeah, I hope so. It, it's it's going to be super cool, even though we're not going to have either of these players in, players in a lightning sweater. Odds are anytime soon, if ever, it'll still be cool to, you know, see this next wave of talent. It's an absolutely generational player come in and kind of take over the league. Yeah, and we talked about how Calgary, a little bit more well-rounded of a team than Edmonton, whereas Edmonton really has that high firepower. Our game against Edmonton was close when you look at all statistical categories, but then when you come to the Flames game, really not as close. Vasilevsky tried the best he could, still just could not stop the Flames enough. I mean, they were all over us in this game. Yeah, they they were, and, you know, I just... It, it, you know, when you, when you try your best, but you don't succeed, you know, that, that song by, by Coldplay, I think it's Fix You. You know, that's kind of bad. We, we tried, but Flames are just kind of a better hockey team in this one. And it, it's a shame because, remember, I, I tried to call my shot and say, oh, there's going to be a shutout in this game. Well, that, 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 that didn't happen, unfortunately. But the Flames, they really just kind of deserved to win this hockey game. It, it wasn't super close. I mean, they, they just kind of... From the get-go, Kadri scored in the first period. Just kind of kept rolling from there. Um, you know, Huberto's having a bit of a struggle some year. Looked well overall in this game. Ended up getting a goal there in the third. Um, it, it's a shame that we went on this road trip and it kind of turned out the way it did. You know, going you know in the five the five game road trip ended up going three and two. I thought there was a chance to go four and one, potentially five and zero. Oh, but three and two over the last five games, it's still not too bad at least. One of the most disappointing things for me when it comes to this game against the Calgary Flames is we talked about their goaltending situation and how, you know, it's not spectacular by any means. And we saw Vladar in the net, only an 875 save percentage, nothing insane. But we went 0 for 6 on the power play. This Tampa power play should be next level, should be unreal, should be a top five power play in the league. And when you can't capitalize on six different opportunities against this Calgary Flames team, that's that's where I'm really disappointed in this matchup. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree as well. And before we move on, I do want to give a shout out. You know, whenever we have the recordings that we do, we usually don't talk about the Wednesday games because it's just you know it's it's a little bit further in the past. But do got a shout out Stephen Samkos getting the team's first hat trick of the year in that game. Um, didn't want to forget to mention that. Yeah, and Stephen Samkos. Over 500 goals now. So the guy's been He's okay. fantastic and uh, love to see the captain hitting that 500 goal mark. Had to mention that as well. Um, but only one game to preview this upcoming week. That'll be on Tuesday, January 24th. We got the Minnesota Wild. The Minnesota Wild, solid team. Over their last 10, they're sitting just about even at 5 3 and 2. Um, power play, solid. For them, penalty kill, solid, nothing fantastic, but uh, this should be a solid matchup. For sure. They have really steady goaltending. They have dynamic players in Kirill Kaprizov, Matthew Boldy, so that's what it's going to come down to is making sure that we can squeeze a couple by whoever's in that, um, whether it's going to be Flurry Gustafson, I don't know, but make sure we can squeeze a couple by as well as making sure Vassie's kind of on his game because 
they do have some elite talent that can that can really go off. And it's not going to be an easy game. I, obviously, Tampa can compete in any of these games, but it's it, it's gonna it's gonna be a fun one for sure. Um, hopefully, they come out with this win. But when you got you know, as, as I mentioned, Kaprizov, Boldy, uh, you got Matt Zuccarello. He's over a point per game on the year. Joel Erickson is kind of having a breakout year. Kalen Addison's really having a breakout year in the back end. There's a lot of firepower, so there's there's reason to be wary. Yeah, and Matthew Boldy, I mean, getting that big contract extension after only, what, 50, 60 games? Uh, I think we talked about yeah. that, what, an episode or two ago? And Pretty sure. The guy has been fantastic. So excited to see what happens there. And I was looking at the goaltending over in Minnesota. I'm thinking this could have been the Pittsburgh Penguins room. Marc-Andre Fleury, as we know, longtime Penguins legend. Philip Gustafson, he was a prospect in the Penguins system before he went over to Ottawa, then came over to Minnesota. So I decided, okay, let me quickly go check out the Penguins, look at their goaltending room, see how it compares. The Penguins and the Wild are pretty similar when you look at goalie numbers. I mean, their lead guy, Tristan Jari, a 268-921 save percentage. Uh, that's better than Marc-Andre Fleury. However, similar to Philip Gustafson. And then Marc-Andre Fleury's numbers are very similar to Casey DeSmith, who has a 321 and a 904 save percentage. So save percentage, I would say generally better in the Pittsburgh camp, but goals against generally better when it comes to Minnesota. So uh, these goalies, pretty similar goaltending rooms. And to think all four could have been, or all four were Penguins and, you know, two of them still are. Honestly, though, I think of Flower as an all-time great Vegas Golden Knight, nothing else. I think of him as an all-time great Chicago, Chicago Blackhawk. Oh, uh, you know, that, that's also a very strong point. Yeah. All right, well, that's going to do it with the first half of the show. On the other half, going to be talking about some news from around the league, including the Vancouver Canucks, the Buffalo Sabres, and talk about the new All-Star jerseys. We'll be right back. The NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57, and for the NFL divisional round, check out the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at even bigger payouts with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. After coming back from a 27-point deficit, can Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars push their way into the conference championship? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 on the NFL Divisional Round and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. And Chase, right now, I've got a four-leg parlay on all of the winners in the divisional round. I had 49ers, Bengals, Chiefs, and Eagles. Right now, I'm sitting two for two, really hoping to go four for four, make some good money. Cincinnati Bengals win. It could be a great day. It definitely could be a great day. And I'm in a, in a pretty similar boat. Um, you know, the one I'm pulling for here, I'm, I'm two for two at the moment. I only did three likes on it. Um, I got Jacksonville covering the spread Eagles winning and then Bengals at plus five and a half. So that would be, you know, a solid little payday for Chase really rooting for that one. 
But I think I, on um, yeah, I, I also do have a, a actually a money line one. Excuse me, it's just all winners. So two for doing that one at the moment. I do have the Bengals winning as well. So hopefully that one comes to fruition. That'll be great. And I saw that a lot of people put money on the touchback scenario. I was looking at it. I don't remember the exact odds on the old sports book, but I was thinking about it and I'm like, this is just so silly. Why would I actually put money on this? And right now, two of the four games have had touchbacks. It's just a single touchback at any point. I'm like, that kind of feels like easy money. Well, it is. And the, the passing touchdown one, one plus passing touchdown in each game this weekend for like easy money as well. That's why I hammered it. And then the Giants thought it'd be hilarious to just be irrelevant last night. And everyone else is going to throw for a passing touchdown except for them. So you think after that game, the Giants are rethinking Danny Dimes as the franchise quarterback? Because coming into the playoffs, I heard Danny Dimes is the franchise quarterback. Now, I was well, a little hesitant on that, but especially now, I'm not not digging it. His his first playoff game, like last week, he had, had a pretty good game, actually. It was like one, one of his best games of his career, if not the best game of his career, something crazy like that. And then he looked this bad, and he looked as bad as he did for most of his career. And he still didn't have like a, a super strong season. He's had a better season than he has had in the past. So I would move on. If the Niners are really going to look to trade Trey Lance, you got to you got to go for him because like that that would be a seamless transition with a much better football player. I I I would move on from from Danny Dimes personally. I would say a much better ceiling for sure. I mean, I don't know if up to this point we've seen Trey Lance be the better football player on the NFL landscape. Uh, the talent is is there. That's what I'm saying. It's better talent than Daniel Jones. Yeah. Which equates to a better ceiling. Yes. Yeah. I think that's fair. Um, Anyways, I thought it was funny because I saw a couple stats from Daniel Jones. He had like 13 touchdowns or something, 13 passing touchdowns this year. And people are talking about how he's a franchise quarterback, but Justin Fields is trash or something. I don't know. A lot of weird, a lot of stupidity out there. Anyways, back to hockey, Vancouver Canucks. So if you haven't seen what's going on with the Canucks in their coaching situation, uh, it's official. Bruce Pedro and his staff have been fired. Rick Tockett comes in with his staff, um, including Sergey Gonchar, um, you know, a, a very long time, sturdy NHLer. But nonetheless, it it's the last like few days. It's always it's just been like kind of apparent that Rick Tockett was going to be coming in, taking the job, and Bruce Pedro was still there. But for whatever reason, the trigger wasn't being pulled, and he was still around. Bruce Pedro knew he was going to get fired. He had no idea why he why he was still there. Um, just kind of. Like yeah, I don't know, I don't, I don't know why I'm here for these last three games, whatever, blah blah blah, that type of stuff, and then eventually gets canned, and here we are. I really don't understand why the Canucks went about it how they did, and just made it so, like, not so privately public. Like it's, it's like they try to make it private. You're like, I, I don't know how well, you know what I'm trying to say. I don't know how to word this, but like, they're trying to keep it like kind of private, but like it all became so public and obvious, and it really just is a sham because. Like he, he's not a bad coach. Like he, he is a very strong coach. He's had success in the league, and I, I don't really think this is his fault. I just don't think that roster is very well-rounded in order to win hockey games, and we're going to see that when they have to kind of rebuild this year. So like, I, I think it's a joke that he's getting treated the way he is, and it's not the first time that, that they've you know treated people in such a way. You know, If you remember earlier in the year, Rachel Dorier, she stepped away from the, from the Vancouver Canucks because she was facing like you know, sexual discrimination and all, all the stuff in the workplace. So this isn't the first sign of them treating people like shit and you know it doesn't seem like it'll be the last either so it's really just a joke bruce Pedro deserves better i think he's a good good coach and i i just i'm kind of hating the canucks more and more every passing day 
Yeah, I think it's a horrible way on how they handled it. And there's clips out there of Bruce Boudreau in his most recent game, the fans giving him a bunch of praise, a bunch of love. And you see he's a bit emotional as he walks to the tunnel. Um, that being said, it almost felt inevitable at this point because the Canucks decided to bring in Bruce Boudreau like prior to the hiring of their general manager and, you know, Jim Rutherford and um, I can't remember the other guy's name right now. But anyways, the management group came in after the coach and that's never a good scenario for anyone. I mean, I always say, make sure to bring in your GM, make sure to bring in your player personnel before you bring in a coach because there's going to be disagreements and there's going to be uh, some backlash. So it felt inevitable when you have that type of situation, but the way they handled it was piss poor. Absolutely. But counterpoint to what you're saying, generally I agree with counterpoint to what you're saying, the Detroit Lions. They stink. What about them? Didn't make playoffs. Yeah, they, they went from a 1-6 and six team to a 9-8 and eight team, and they still have a top six pick. And their their GM didn't bring in the coach, and they seem one thousand percent on the same page. So it can be done, but it's also definitely the exception, not the expectation. Also, the Lions brought in their GM and coach like the same week. Yeah, yeah, it's not like it was like a couple years apart or anything, but it's 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 still something you don't see very often, and people were really questioning it. But it's worked out for them, and so it's not impossible that it works out. But in this situation, it's it's really not surprising either. All right, well, let's talk about the Buffalo Sabres as they retire Ryan Miller's jersey. Yeah, this this is one of your boys. You've always always Love loved Ryan the Buffalo Miller. Sabres deep down. Um, this, this is one of your guys. He gets his number retired, so good for him. Um, you know, a, a former Michigan State Spartan, so, you know, that, that makes you like him a little more, too. But it felt inevitable um, once, you know, once he retired and the announcement came in the summer, and finally he gets that um, jersey retirement, so good for him. I love Ryan Miller, and – it's hard not to love the Sabres when they're wearing their goat head jerseys. Did you see what Rasmus Dahlin said about them? Yeah, like they just feel evil in the jerseys. Yeah, it's, that's I love awesome. that. That's so cool. So uh, super excited to see Ryan Miller get the recognition he deserves. I mean, he was fantastic with Buffalo. Like, if it wasn't for how bad the Buffalo teams were, I wouldn't have been shocked if – they went on to win some, you know, to win some real prestige. Maybe not a cup, but, uh, you know, maybe a division championship, a conference championship. Who knows? But he was fantastic when he was playing there. They should have had some cup appearances without a doubt, and it just didn't happen. And then we talked about the all-star jersey leaks. While we have them, they're officially out now. And I got to stand by what I said. Like, I feel like this color composition is so fantastic, it should pop. But just looking at the jerseys, they kind of look dull to me. They they do now. They're like actually seeing them. Like they they really do, and it's kind of a shame. Um, the the design, you know, I think the design could have been a little bit better. The colors should pop a little more. But like if if with that design right there, if you just you know change how the whites and, and the blues and the pinks are kind of aligned, I think it looks a thousand times better. I think the colors pop a little more. But alas, here we are, um, another disappointing NHL All Star jersey. It's it's this time. I don't think it's because of a lack of effort this time. I think it's just a lack of execution, really. I agree. I think they went out and tried something, which 
is great. You know, the last couple of years have been so boring. I, I like that they're going to try something new, but just didn't get it all the way there, you know. But you know, and before we move on, like, when's the last time you've wanted to buy like an all star jersey from like any sport? Like, you look at it's like, oh, I, I, I would love to have that in my collection. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I, I'm in the same boat here, and it, it's a shame because it'd be cool to get some all star jerseys because like there's players I like on teams that I don't like, so then I could represent them one way or another. If there's a cool all star jersey, I'm not buying something that's ugly. Like mm-hmm. I, I want something. I want something cool if I'm gonna spend my you know my hard earned money on it. That's the thing I'm trying to think of right now: an all star jersey that I wanted to buy for the jersey specifically. Because, I mean, there's been miracle seasons, like the John Scott season, where you're like, gosh, I'd love to get a John Scott All-Star jersey. Uh, not for the jersey itself, but Correct. for the story. So I'm trying to think, and nothing's coming to my brain when it comes to actually, wow, that's a sick-looking jersey. I want it. It's just not coming to me. Because it doesn't exist. I'm telling you. Yeah, probably. Shame. All right, hockey name of the day. We've got Dominic's. Marson Cavix. Marson Cavix. So you know what? That, that ain't too shabby. Um, can you. can you guess where it's from based on that name before I, I correct you? Well, the last time you had me do this was last night on Xbox, and he was from Poland. So <laughs> I don't think this guy's from Poland. I'm going to go. Let me throw something weird out there. Lithuania. So so Dominic's Marson Cavix is from Latvia. Ah. You're Latvians, Mike. So our boy Dominic's, he is a 21-year-old forward from, from Latvia, as we mentioned, playing in the SPHL, the Southern Professional Hockey League. It's the fourth tier of pro hockey in North America. It's just it's an okay league. You know, guys can make it up to really the AHL is about the ceiling. Um, I think that Scott Darling is the only player to ever play in this league to play in the NHL. But it's it's still all right. It still can equate to playing, you know, some some higher levels of European hockey down the road. But being a young kid, 15 points, 29 games, not too bad. Played some North American Hockey League games, played some NCDC games. So he played some Tier 2 hockey in, uh, in here in North America. But he also does have a twin brother who, as of right now, is on a little bit better track than him. Um, he had 96 points, 49 games last year at Tier 2 hockey. Now he's playing NCAA for Long Island University, 14 points, 13 games. So him, you know, his brother is doing you know, a little bit better. But, but Dominic, he, he's still, you know, he's still playing pro hockey, still, still living the life. That's good. What's his brother's name? His brother's name is Patrick's. Patrick's. Yeah. And I don't know if anybody's ever seen Long Island jerseys. I think I've talked about them before. They're they're just they're top tier. The program's not very good because they're they're kind of new, but the jerseys, the the logo, the color scheme, it's it's just it's the Chargers but hockey in a shark. It's it's great. I'm looking it up right now. Long Island what? University. Un- University hockey, hockey jersey. All right. Live live reaction. Here we go. Can you just freaking work for me, computer? <laughs> I just want I, I type in J E R and it's like rank? No, not rank. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. All right, yellow ones look pretty sick. Uh, I'm not not a big fan of the camo. Can't lie. Not a not a huge fan of the the camo. Yeah, they have a yellow and blue and white camo. Not a big fan of that. Uh. One. Oh, I like the powders. Uh, I definitely like the powders. Yeah, dude. It, they're the Chargers, but hockey. Like, it, it's it's awesome. Mm-hmm. They've got a, a bunch of different jerseys. they got got some cool color schemes. So they're easy to like for that reason. And 
it, it's going to be a reason that they become better over time. You know, at least for me, working with um, kids that are going to play club hockey, it, jerseys, branding, it's an it's a big time deciding factor on players going going to schools like you know South Carolina, the, the Gamecocks, Liberty, like they, th- those those two schools are two good schools at, at club hockey because they have awesome jerseys. Like it, like like South Carolina, it just says Cox across the front of the jersey. Who doesn't want to Who doesn't want to play cock hockey? You know, like like these these jerseys really matter, and I think that down the road, Long Island's gonna de- develop into actually a pretty solid D one franchise or D one program, I should say, because of those. Yeah, it should be fun. I'm excited to see it all, and uh, I do love the Cox jerseys. They're fantastic. They're, they're just they're so great, dude. All right, well that's gonna do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen, Chase. If you could hit him with an outro. As always, we would like to thank you guys for listening. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at Bolts Broadcast, it's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, you can follow WNP on Twitter, at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. Make sure to go to HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can find all our podcasts and network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, raise five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. Whatever you do, don't forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time. And go Bengals!